Welcome back to It's Technically Romance, where we take a look at Hallmark movies from our different perspectives, mine being the hopeless romantic. And mine being the cynical cinephile. And today we're going back in time. Yes, we are. We're going back in time and there's magic. This is magic time travel. Magic time travel with a wishing well. Oh, I forgot about the wishing well. Oh, you're absolutely right. How could you forget? Uh, We are talking about Love Strikes Twice. Yep. This is one, I don't know about you, but this is one I've been looking forward to. Yeah. Um, I was very much looking forward to it as well because of the the magic. magic. Right. We're big magic fans, and I'm also a big time travel fan. Same. Same. And we also know that Leslie Demetriotis was the executive producer, who we absolutely love. Yes. We had our friend of the podcast, Nathan Michael Fletcher, Mm -hmm. costume designer. He did the costumes for this movie. So there were quite a few people involved in this movie that we knew would make it a very enjoyable film for us to watch. So the question that I'm going to pose to you, Stephanie, right now, is this one that you would watch again? Is this one that you might have on in the background while you're gardening and side somehow? Or is this one you would never watch again? I do, from time to time, like to set up a little TV outside. <laughs> you know, I've got the extension cord yeah, I've running seen through. It. It's crazy. While I garden. Um, you just can't stop watching Hallmark movies. I just can't. No matter the cost. Mm-hmm. I would watch this movie again okay and i plan to it was super cute you can't go wrong with magic well you can can. it's very easy to go wrong with magic. you can go wrong with magic i'm sorry but they made a very fun movie and i and i enjoyed it i would agree i would agree with you this is one i would definitely watch again it was incredibly fun like incredibly fun the dialogue was so witty uh, dialogue was done extremely well. There's so much to like about this movie that, you know, the few missteps that happened didn't really bother me at all. You know, I, I was here for it. I had a good time and I know I would have a good time if I saw it again. So I'm, I'm definitely here for this one. Yes, there were a few a few time timey-wimey issues that, that we'll talk about. Oh, we'll break it down because they did something wild. They did something extremely wild. Yeah. Uh, but let's go ahead and do my award-winning plot summary. It is award. I gave you an award, yeah. This one was tricky because you know there's time travel back and forth. So we'll see. Lay we'll see. Out. We'll see if Hallmark wants to hire me after this. Let's one. see how this goes. Maggie is a big-time lawyer who's having marital problems with her husband Josh. She makes a wish to have a do-over, and after bumping her head, she wakes up 15 years in the past where she is still with her ex, Rick, and Josh is just a friend who is pining for her. She tries to change her past by marrying Rick instead, but ends up altering the future for the better, realizing she had everything she wanted all along in Josh. That's really good. That's really good. I mean, you hit hit the love notes. I wish you had talked about the lawyering. The library. I mean, it's just a plot summary. We we're gonna dive into to all of the things. I could have wrote a novel. I know there's there's a lot going on. There was a lot. So let's let's talk about our, our leads here because there's a few of them. We do. Well, we have three. Okay, we have three. That's a few. That's a few. <laughs> we have Katie Findley plays Maggie. Okay. And Maggie is a big shot lawyer mm-hmm. in the present. Funnily enough, she's also a big shot lawyer 
in the past. But she is played by Katie Finley, who I have not seen her in a Hallmark movie before. She has done, I think there was like a series or two movies called The Bridge that she actually did with her co-star in this movie as well. I have not seen those movies, Mm. but I loved her. She was incredible. She was absolutely incredible. She had so much energy, just smart, incredibly smart. Like the way she played this, I thought she was a lawyer. Like I thought (laughs) she was a lawyer in real life. She just, she crushed it. It was- She's an actress. Well, she actressed (laughs) amazingly because I, I, she has some, she has some law on her. I know she, she probably did some lawyering before. Maybe she's watched a lot of- Matlock. Law and and order, as she says in the movie. (laughs) Uh, No, she was phenomenal. And I think her character in this movie was one of the best female characters I feel like I've seen in a Hallmark movie. Yeah, you said that when we were watching it. And I and I totally agreed with you. I, I, I can't think of another character that's so powerful and in charge and just absolutely a joy to watch at the same time. Like, it was great. Her confidence, her humor, just, she just was... She was inspiring to me. And I don't even want to be a lawyer. But after watching this movie, I was like, do I? Do I want to be a lawyer? I mean, it seemed like a lot of fun. She made it seem like a lot of fun. No, she she really did. And then we have Wyatt Nash, who plays Josh, who is her husband in the present. Right. But just her like nerdy friend in the past. Mm-hmm. And we've seen him in Riverdale. Yes, we have. He was He was spooky in Riverdale. Well, we aren't caught up, so... But before, he was a little spooky. He was always a little spooky. But yeah, I have not. I had not seen him in anything else. And I thought he was really great in this movie. Yeah, I liked him a lot too. I wish maybe they had given his character like a, a little bit more, a little bit more depth to him. Mm. But as a whole, I really enjoyed him in the film. Yeah, I would have liked to have gotten to know Josh a little bit more, uh, to see a little bit more layers. You know, we kind of see... You know, we start to break the surface on a few things, but I would have liked to have just gone a little bit deeper with them. Yeah. But it's tough when you have so many characters, not just our our few leads. We also have a lot of supporting actors that are in this a, a ton, you know, so there's, there's a lot of people on screen. There is. Uh, and then we have Marshall Williams, mm-hmm. who plays Rick. Yeah. So he's the, the other guy. The bra, yeah. The bra. <laughs> the what? The bra. Can you expand on that? They know what I mean. <laughs> they do. Uh, he is the the boyfriend in the, the past. The one that I guess she feels like the one that maybe she should have chosen. Yep. Instead of Josh. Uh, and Marsha Williams, you know, we've seen him in Follow Me to Daisy Hills. Mm-hmm. And I thought he played this character very well because... At first, you don't you don't quite know if you're supposed to not like him or not. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, we quickly realize that he is he is not the right one for Maggie. Yeah, I mean, it was it was kind of cool because they they did something where you don't really know who she's going to end up with, which I thought was a neat a neat thing to do. Usually, one of the the potential suitors, I, I should call them. Is, is evil, you know, I like to say evil because they're really like they, they are bad people. Yeah. And this one, no one's really bad at the beginning. You know, you kind of see them. Each one has their flaws. Each one has their, their sort of positives. So I really wasn't sure what was going to happen. I didn't know who she was going to pick. Yeah, the premise of this was very 
I felt like it was a new premise. Mm -hmm. I feel like we have seen a little bit of magic where they kind of like, you know, take a different path. But this one felt different, you know, because it starts out with the there. She's already married and we see right off the bat that their marriage is not going so well, that their relationship is struggling. So so in the midst of this, she meets up with the ex-boyfriend in the present and it just kind of like brings back all of these feelings. Like what if she's like, you know, is was this the road not taken? Was this the one that I should have taken? And bringing up all of those what ifs. Yeah, I mean, if, you know, we usually talk about the meet cute here. There's not really a meet cute. The only sort of meet cute we have is between her and Rick in the future, which is the present. All right, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna clear this up right now. We're going to say present for, and, and or yeah, we're going to say present and past just to keep it. There's no future, present and past. So when she bumps into Rick at, at her office, you know, there's sort of like a meet cute kind of thing there. And that's why I was thinking, oh, she's going to go to Rick now because Josh is just not happy. There's that scene where they're driving and he, he's reading in the car, which is ridiculous. I don't know how this man reads in a car without getting sick, but he's reading away. He's reading away. You know, lots of people do. And I don't know how. I don't know how. Yeah. So he's reading the car and she's trying to have a conversation with him. And she's like, you know, you used to tell me what you were reading before. And that that broke my heart because you see sort of their relationship just sort of crumbling right before your eyes. Yeah. uh, And then we have that scene where he is like, I'm not sure we should have ever gotten married in the first place. Oh, that's got to hurt. And he does this at her parents' house on vacation. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? It really, I was surprised. Like, I was like, oh, whoa. Like, yeah. this is deep. This took a turn. It did take a dark turn. And I was like, okay, Josh. Well, maybe you're right. Maybe Maggie should be with Rick. Because her and Rick had, you know, that nice They had a connection. In- they had a interaction. meet yeah. yeah. Yeah, so the, it was very clever the way the movie was set up. Because they, they have you sort of rooting for Rick at the beginning. And then they start showing you why she broke up with him in the first place and why Josh is such a good character. And it it was smart and I want to see more of this. You know, I, I'm tired of seeing sort of the hokey, you know, bad person in these love triangles. Like, let's let's make them a little bit more dynamic. Let's make the choice not so obvious. Yeah, it was interesting to me though. And I mentioned that I wish Josh had a little bit more depth to him because I feel like they gave Rick lots of layers. Yeah, no, they did. You know, we have... He's, he ultimately seems like a nice guy and seems that he really loves Maggie, but he has, has issues with his father. Yeah. So he's kind of, you know, it's kind of a push and pull for him that he wants to be a good boyfriend to Maggie, but he also wants to make his dad proud. Yeah. And so that's a that's a tough situation when you're dealing with family and then, you know, like your girlfriend. So I felt like, his character was very well well thought out and established. I I loved Josh's character. I just wish that maybe they had given him a little bit more. We see little bits of it here and there, but yeah, when he has his little history speeches uh, that he does, and and even Maggie like looks at him like she's never seen Josh so passionate before. So those are nice moments for him. And you know, there's that great scene where you know they're sneaking into the. Uh, the golf course and he has to put on someone else's shirt and Maggie knows he has a problem with wearing other people's clothes and he he can't do it almost like that scene is hilarious to me because I'm that way I could not wear someone else's sweaty shirts it's just not something I can do so I I felt for him and so little things like that that make the character more real I loved 
Yeah, I'm. I think that pretty much was everyone that saw this movie. Everyone's favorite scene was the the country club heist scene, and I do feel like that's where his personality shone the most. Uh, because that part had me cracking up laughing when she's like telling him to put on the shirt and he's like on my body. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I felt that. And I thought that scene was hilarious. We don't get many heist scenes in Hallmark. Do we... Did we get any heist? Is has there been a heist that we we don't know about? Um, I feel like maybe in the history of Hallmark, there had to have been maybe some sort of heist, right? A heist adjacent or something. I'm not sure, but this scene was fantastic. See, all right, so let's let's, let's talk about the heist real quick. I it went on a little too long for me. Like I love the premise, I love what they're doing. It just it stretched it out a little too much. You know, I wanted them to kind of wrap it up. I I, I know that people love this scene and it, a lot of people were cracking up. And yeah, there were funny moments here, but I was just like, all right, I, I get it. Let's let's get going because I wanted to see what would happen. Like I was, you know, not for me. I thought really? it was I thought it was perfect. Yeah, okay. I thought it was wonderful uh, because it was funny. Like everything they were doing was funny to me. So I didn't like I thought they played it really well. Yeah. So it never felt like it went on too long. But well, well I think this is one of those movies, too. You mentioned it was funny. I you know, we talk about this a lot where characters, where actors, you can tell when actors are having a good time on set. It seemed like everybody was having a blast on this movie. So as far as romance for right. this movie. Oh, I forgot. This is a romantic movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not just a comedy with heists. It's not just a, a heist movie. I will say I felt a little gypped with the romance in this movie. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, there was a lot going on and I was still enjoying it because it was funny and cute and, you know, magic. So I was willing to like look past it. But I feel like there were a few missed opportunities with the romance. I would have loved to see more romance between her and Josh in the past because the whole thing is she she's they're having issues in the present. So she goes back in time to ultimately not be with him, right? right? She wants to be with Rick. She wants to give Josh a better life, basically. Yeah, she wants to help him save the library. Because apparently that's when things just kind of went off the rails for him. Like in Back to the Future. It's all it all centers around the clock tower of the library. Right. Yeah. So I really I, I liked the premise and I thought, okay, this is very interesting. But as she's like helping Josh save the library and they're, you know, going to all of these court hearings, <laughs> uh, which we're going to talk about is, I, I guess I just thought there would be a little bit more of like, of her remembering. There is a, there are a few scenes where she's kind of like, oh, like you mentioned, oh, I haven't seen you this passionate before. Cause it really did start making you think, well, maybe she's not supposed to be yeah. with him because I wasn't feeling that she was like remembering why she fell in love with him in the first place as much as I would have liked to. I wish there would have maybe been some like hand brushes or like. Or baking scenes. Or, <laughs> well, we didn't need a baking scene, but more like lingering looks. Obviously, Josh is into her. Well, I mean, just real quick, it, it's difficult because, you know, her friend is into Josh. And so her friend starts dating Josh in in the middle of this movie. So I think it's difficult to have those sort of romantic moments when he's like 
you know, dating someone else, basically. But we don't even see that those scenes. We really yeah. only see her and Josh together trying to save the library. Right. So I feel like there were tons of opportunities for them to throw in a little. I mean, this is your husband. Like you are actually married to this man. Well, that's what I want to talk to you about. Are you married to someone if you time travel? Because she would not kiss Rick. You know, even though that she was dating Rick at that time in the past, she wouldn't kiss him because she still felt married to Josh. But my question is, are you still married if you time travel? I don't know. I'm putting it out there for the people. I mean, no. I guess not in that time. Not in that timeline. Okay. No. So I, I understand maybe at first why she didn't want to do it. Right. But then after she pretty much makes the decision to marry him, like he literally proposes to her. Maybe they had some kisses just off screen. We didn't see. Did 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 they, did they kiss at that proposal? I don't. I don't think so. I don't think they did. That's really strange. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So I just, I, like I said, I I was a little a little disappointed with the romance because I, I I honestly felt like they could have given us a little bit more of them. Sort of, I wanted to get I see a little bit more of like the reigniting of her love for Josh. Yeah. No, I I think that's a great criticism. And I, I wholeheartedly agree. But what made up for it were these great, you know, courtroom scenes that were just, I, I was on the edge of my seat. That's why I wanted the highest to be over because I wanted her back in that courtroom. I wanted to see her work because she was incredible to watch. Yeah, I did not know that this movie was going to go so hard on the lawyer content. It was pretty much uh, like I felt like I was watching like real court cases. Yeah. It was, it was way more lawyer- content than i was expecting did you, but you sound disappointed for me i i didn't think i loved it but i was there for it no, every time it held my interest throughout watching I'm, her just work that courtroom was fantastic but maybe there could have been a a better balance of like maybe a little more romance little less lawyer whoa whoa we can't take away from what we do is we cut some of the heist <laughs> then we'll throw in your romance because those lawyer scenes they were my favorite part and when she faces off against mal in that table scene where he keeps writing numbers on that long table to them, I was cracking up. That to me was the funniest scene in the movie. Can we say, we just have to shout out. Yes, we do. The the actor that played Malcolm Baxter, big time lawyer, Eric Adavale. He is awesome. We we love him. Yes, we in, do. In every movie, Hallmark movie that he's in. And this was my favorite role of his, hands down. Yeah. <laughs> he played it so perfectly. And yes, that scene that you're talking about was hilarious. I actually forgot about it for a second until you, so you just brought it up. Um, like, I think it was three times that he t writes down like a price that he's trying to buy them out and then takes his fingers and slides it across the table, walks it to him. And this is like the longest table in the world. And he does it each time. And it's and Josh is like so confused. And oh my God, it was so great. It was hilarious. And I have to say that we we were a little hard, or maybe a lot hard, on the jingle, the hokey jingle in the last movie. Well, I think we had precedent to, to be hard. But I, I kind of, and I don't know if you'll agree with me, just to our to have our listeners, because I feel like some of the listeners are like, what are you guys even talking about? You'll hear it if you pay attention. Yeah. Listen for it. This, Listen for it. This movie... Did I felt did the hokey jingle the right way? See, I barely noticed it. I don't think I noticed it hardly at all. And so that's a good sign. When you don't notice it, it means it's working. Right. But they used it. They played it up in the perfect spot. So in that scene where he's 
pushing the paper across the table, they would start like playing it like right as he would do it. And then it would stop and then he would go write a price down and then it would start again as he was doing it. And it just added to the scene. It It did not distract or take away. Yeah, exactly. Great sound design there. Great sound design. But especially great performances by all in that scene. Oh, yes. Confused Josh, just strong Maggie and just Mal just trying to like intimidate these kids. Like, oh, it's awesome. So let's talk a little technical, if, if we may. You know, this movie to me was unique. It was very unique in, in the way it was lit and also the way it was color graded. So it had a very unique look that you don't normally see in a Hallmark movie. So what I mean by that is that it seemed like there was some color grading, especially in the present time where you have a lot of blues in the shadows and a lot of oranges in the highlights. And what, that, what that's known as is sort of cinematic color grading. And it's the most I think I've ever seen in a Hallmark movie. So it gives it a very distinct look. And it also looked like they brought down the, or they brought up the contrast too, which made the blacks very, very strong too. And you even mentioned that it is, the movie seemed dark. And I think that was the color grading. Yeah, the coloring seemed very dark to me. And I kept asking, I'm like, is that just me? Is that our TV? Like all of the colors, they were very rich, mm-hmm. but yeah, the blacks were very dark. And especially when they were, it was like a nighttime scene or when they were like in like the restaurant, like everything just seemed kind of like dingy and dark. And I didn't love that. Yeah. I mean, I I think the restaurant scene that you're referring to, I I wasn't a fan of that, but I think a lot of the exterior shots, I, I was fine with it. I think the reason they did that so much in the present was that it was very dreary and, you know, kind of depressing. And there's almost a look like a tint to it, you know, which kind of evoked that feeling. But in the, the past, I, I kind of liked it just because it was so different. It made the movie stand out from the pack. Yeah, it definitely had a different look and feel to it, I, yeah. I would say. I don't know personally that I was a fan of, of okay. that, but it didn't it didn't take away necessarily for me the movie of, of, of enjoying it. Yeah. Well, the I mean, and also, you know, speaking of interior shots, as much as I love the courtroom scenes, they weren't lit great. I mean, I wish I wish we had more light there. Uh, they seem very depressing in those courtrooms. Um, just just pump some more lights in there. Let's just make them a little bit airy, you know, a little bit brighter. But that those were kind of my, my lighting notes. I thought everything else was was fine for me. One of the big things though, you know, we talked about them before. Uh, Nathan Michael Fletcher did the costuming. I I can't I can't tell you guys how much I love the outfits in this movie. It was perfection. If Nathan is listens to this episode, bravo. Yeah. It was some of my favorite costumes on a set. It, it He did it so well, you know, going from the different uh, timelines, yep. <laughs> we'll say. It, and I just, I loved everything that Maggie wore. Like I, everything she wore. Like literally everything she wore was so adorable. And yeah, and I know he has a team and everything too, because it was everything down from, you know, obviously the clothes, but also just to the hair mm-hmm. and like makeup, like the the way that Josh's hair was like different <laughs> in the past. And like, it was just, it was all done so well. Yeah, it, it really was. I, I highly encourage you all, if you haven't seen this film, watch it through, take note of the costume. Even if you have seen this film, watch it and take a look at the outfits. And they're remarkable. They, she had, Maggie wore this one uh, sort of overall piece with like this bright yellow shirt underneath. Fantastic. There was a ton of like pajamas in this film too. She had the cutest pajamas. I know, where yeah. did you get these? Like it just, I mean, it's wild. And so just a lot of fun, great work. 
it's one of those things that makes me excited to see. So it, there is this really great scene with Maggie and her mom where where they have this talk about the one. Mm. And I thought it was really wonderful and a little different for Hallmark in that her mom is like, basically like, I don't believe in the one. And she, you know, is talking about how love is a choice and that you choose to love someone, that there isn't just like this one person and everything is just going to be perfect and magical, no pun intended, and that, you know, you're not going to have struggles. Like you have to work for it and you have to choose to love this person every day. It, it It was a beautiful scene. And one of the things that the mom says is she was talking about how she thinks the one is used as an excuse. You can use that as, as an excuse because instead of working out with who you're with now, you, you can just leave them and look for the one again. Yeah. You know, you always think that there's someone better out there. And it was completely different for Hallmark because it's these movies are almost based around this idea of the one. Right. And this movie rejected that notion. And it was a great conversation. And big shout out to the writing. You know, we talked about the dialogue in the courtroom dialogue throughout the movie, which is great. This scene, beautifully written, beautifully acted as well. Um, so shout out to that because this was movie was written by uh, some of our favorites. Yeah. So the teleplay was written by C.J. Cox. Uh, he wrote Sweet Home Alabama, which is one of my all-time favorite rom-coms mm. ever. Uh, when I saw that he wrote this movie, I was just like, oh my gosh, this should be good. I mean, I knew it was going to be good already, but then, you yeah. know, on top of that. But the the story was written by the pairing of Neil and Tippi Dabrowski, who wrote our all-time favorite, Window Wonderland. Yeah. And so, yeah, excellent dialogue. So funny, so witty, so smart. And I just, I thought everyone executed the dialogue perfectly. There was a lot of dialogue yeah. in this movie. This probably was one of the most dialogue-heavy films that we've seen in a while. Yeah, so fast and quick. And it just... It, but it all was so, so good. Yeah. Yeah. So shout out to them and excellent job. You know, you mentioned the mom scene. The, the whole family dynamic I thought was really wonderful. You know, we have the dad who's injured because of the ladder. Um, and then in the past, he's, you know, moving around and dancing with the mom in the kitchen. Just really cute. The brother was good too. You know, he's supposed to be like this big nerd. He's really buff for a nerd. You know, I know I'm, I'm sort of stereotyping here, but he's like, he's got some muscle on him. So that kind of threw me a little bit. But when she goes down into like his, his sort of lair, his nerd lair, the, the dude doesn't have his comics bagged and boarded. And it, it broke my heart. You know, it was, I need more attention to detail from the set design because if this guy is going to be reading comics and he's going to be that kind of person, he's going to have him bagged and boarded. Yeah, I, I did not notice that, obviously. But I love that you noticed that attention to detail. And we do notice those things because, you know, it's not often we have, you know, talk of, time travel and dungeons and dragons yeah. and game of thrones and well in, in these movies well it was cool too because she she confides in her brother she's like look i know you're not gonna believe me but i am a time traveler like this is me from the future well i love that she goes to him because she knows of anyone that would actually maybe believe me it's gonna be her her, her, her quote nerdy brother you yeah know? uh so even though this movie was the the romance disappointed me just a tad yeah uh, there were, like I said, really sweet moments with her and Josh and that I could tell like, okay, she's, you know, kind of realizing, like I said, little moments where, you know, he's going on about the library, which I mean, I think it's pretty hot. Yeah. You know, if a guy is into old libraries, I mean. Right here, right yeah. here. 
but there was this really great scene where they're on the steps and Josh is talking to her about how words matter. Mm-hmm. And again, this beckons back to the dialogue. I just thought this whole scene was so really moving and wonderful. And he's like telling her about how words matter. And he's like listing off, you know, like important words like community and justice. And then he just throws in, and I love you. And I was just like, oh my gosh. So as far as romance, that was one of my favorite scenes. Um, I really felt it. But then it immediately made you sad because she's kind of like turning him down. Yeah. Because she's like, I'm with Rick. And, and it was just very heartbreaking to know that they're married in the present and she's turning him down in the past, but knowing that before they got together and got married. So it's like the, it's like he's telling her he loves her, but it's also feeling like the end of their relationship. Yeah. So it was a very interesting and moving scene, I thought, and it was it was really well done. Yeah, and it was acted beautifully too. That's a very complicated scene to do, um, in my opinion, and it was done beautifully. And you know, she again, she's doing this to give Josh a better life. You know, that's why she's like turning him away to give him a better life. And you know, she ends up you know being engaged to Rick, which again, very very strange. I di- I didn't think they were in that point in their relationship, but okay. Yeah, I didn't know she was gonna go that far. I was hoping she would have realized, you know, I still should be with Josh. But no, she gets engaged. I mean, to did you Rick. see the size of that rock? That was a that was a nice ring on that finger. Maggie's not that type of girl. She cares. I saw about- her smile pretty big <laughs> when that ring was on her finger. She no, she did. So let's you know, kind of kind of wrap up here with some talk about time travel, if we may. You know, the the twist. The twist. The twist. The big twist. That this is all a dream. Well, I did not know that she actually went back in time. Like you think, oh, she bumps her head. So she's going to be like in the hospital somewhere and it's all going to be a dream. Right. But she actually went back in time. And she's probably concussed. I mean, not only did she time travel, but she hit her head a couple of times. She needs to be checked out by a proper medical uh, profession. But my my thing is, what happened? Like, okay. I, I, I can break it down for you. I You are much better at time travel knowledge than me. I'm like her brother. She, I'm like her brother. I'm a nerd. She actually changed her future. So normally you would think she goes back in time mm-hmm. and then she would end up back on the same timeline right. in the present. But that's not what happens. She ends up on a new timeline mm-hmm. and it's like a whole different life that she has no memory of. Yes. She has some memory of it. Like she she says that she has these weird deja vu things of a different life that she led um, and it's starting to fade. So she has a memory of it that's starting to fade. So her her present is starting to fade as she lives this new present. But she doesn't have memory of this new of the the new past that she that led up to this new present. She's starting to get it though. She's starting to remember because she starts talking to Josh. She's like, "Oh yeah, this was the thing we did this." Like so, basically, her memories are starting to be replaced by the memories that she had led in this this new present. Oh, so, so that's where I was a little upset because yeah. I was like, "She's not going to remember she, anything." She's starting to. So her old memories are leaving her. And these new and being replaced with the new memories. So it, I don't know if it is a, if it is a different timeline because the way I took it is, you know, time is for this movie. Time is a straight line, right? She's in the present, she bumps her head, 
goes back to the past, right? And and then she continues on that same timeline into the future, but it's still in the same timeline. She erases, essentially she erases the present that we started at the movie. And the reason I think that is because her brother remembers her telling her about the time travel. The fact that her brother remembers her as a time traveler means that that present at the beginning of the movie is no longer on any timeline. It's been erased. And that's why her memories are changing. That's what I took. I get really deep into time travel. Um, so if we've lost some people here, I'm very sorry. This is a passion for me. I don't think, I don't know if any other podcast can explain it as well as you can because you are very good with time travel. Thank you. I usually go to you with all of my time travel well, it's, it's a hard concept, but to me, time is a straight line in this film and she's still on the same timeline. It's just like she erased that present into the new present that she has. Okay, that makes me feel better yep. because I was a little upset that she wasn't going to remember everything that led up to this present. She's but, going to. Yeah. But then I was like, oh, well, maybe she bumped her head in this new present and then everything in the old present was like, a dream or what she was thinking maybe when she was concussed and now she's back to the life that she was always living. I mean, I think you, you can make that argument. But yeah. yours makes more sense because of the the fact that her brother, they have that little moment where she yeah, says, Yeah, no, you, you can't back. make that argument. You can't make that argument because her brother remembers her yeah, every time. That's yeah, what, that's what that's what I originally thought. But when, then when she says, I'm back, then I was like, oh, well, no. That's a cool she, scene, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was totally not expecting that. I love that they went there. Yeah, because her brother at first is like, what do you mean? And then I'm like, oh, they're not going to admit it. And then her brother's like, oh, and I'm like, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, I don't think any other Hallmark movie has ever made me think so hard. So, about about time about space and time yeah and, time travel will do that well just in general like i was thinking about this for a while like well wait what exactly happened yeah that does not ever happen in a hallmark movie because you always know what happened it's pretty straightforward sometimes i mean uh, on some of these films i do wonder what happens after you know because there's a lot of complications sometimes well after but this made you wonder what happened during, <laughs> during? yeah <laughs> uh but i did love that ending I, I will say though, when they walk, when they're walking home, oh, yeah. the uh, ten blocks that is ten blocks. Which her dad is like, oh, you, you, why would you drive? It's just ten blocks. I'm thinking, ten blocks. Is, ten city blocks. Ten is, blocks is a, walk. is a is a bit of a walk. That's a hike. But when they walk past the library, mm -hmm. it kind of hurt. It didn't kind of. It definitely hurt my heart. To see that it's not a library anymore. It's been <laughs> turned into her social justice law center. And I'm thinking, what was the point of all of that lawyer content to save the library? To save the building. And it's not a library so, anymore. So, yes, but the, the point was to save the building, right? Because once the building was down, you, you had these sort of strip mall kind of things that came in and sort of ruined the town, basically. So the fact that the building remains and the fact that she set up something to sort of help everyone in the town is the reason why. Because they kept, they kept saying that there's already a library that's a better library, you know, down the road. So we don't need two libraries. So it made sense. It was a little weird, but I think it made sense. But time. I don't like new libraries. I like I know. old I don't like new libraries. libraries. So like the, the card catalog system where you're leafing through, it, you know, <laughs> that huge wooden thing with all the drawers. Like I, I want that in my home. I don't know what I would put in the drawers, but I want that in my home. Oh, my God. I know. When we go to antique stores and we see those, I'm like, I, I want them. It just it brings back so much nostalgia yeah. and like old libraries. They are so I feel like hard to find now. Yeah. 
And because of people coming in and putting strip malls. Yeah. yeah. So I just, I really, it really hurt my heart that it wasn't the library anymore. If it makes you feel good, I'm sure that there's books in there. I'm sure she has some books, some lawyer books in there. Yeah, because I mean, I just felt like what what was the point? To like save the, the whole movie was her trying to save the library, and which then she did. She saved the building, yes, right. but then they then it's not a library anymore. But I I did love that aspect of the movie that they were bringing attention to old buildings like that and history, mm-hmm. and you know they are like we sh- there's this wonderful line where Josh says we shouldn't tear things down because they're old. We should leave them better than we find them. It's great. It's a great line. And, you know, you and I both love old things. Uh, we live in an old home that's about 101 years old, I think. So we're, we're big fans of older buildings. And I, my brother actually restores, you know, older homes, which is, which is awesome. So it, it kind of hit home for me. And this might be one of the reasons why I enjoyed this movie so much. So Yeah, I definitely love that aspect of it. So I felt like the end, I wanted maybe a little bit more from the end. I felt like it felt a little rushed to me. Yeah. That they were, you know, just trying to wrap. Cut down up. that high scene. Cut down that high scene. <laughs> add on to the end. <laughs> you in that high scene, but I do. We do get a really good kiss. I enjoyed the kiss between Maggie and Josh. And you know, another little issue I had yeah. was I would have liked to see a kiss between her and Josh in the past because she is she's like doing this like almost like run to him and she's yelling at him and she realizes and she's like i don't want to do over josh turner and i really would have liked for past josh to have gotten that kiss from her at that moment but then she slips and falls look maggie's not kissing anybody in the past (laughs) not josh not rick nobody she has a no kissing in the past rule and she sticks to it yes i would have loved to have seen a kiss there it's not going to happen. She's going to slip and get concussed again. Yeah, so that is what that is what happens. But I wish maybe we would have gotten the brisk walk, the kiss, and then a slip. And then a slip. But all in all, fantastic. Yep. I had pretty pretty high expectations for this movie, and they they did not disappoint. Yeah, it, it exceeded my expectations uh, of this film, and I would love to see more like this. Uh, it had had a unique flavor to it, and I'm all here for that. Um, you know, we do like the classics, but I think every once in a while when you get something fresh and new like this, it, it feels great and it gets me excited for what Hallmark can do and I'm I'm here for it. It was fresh. It felt fresh. It's fresh. It was so fresh. Fresh. Totally fresh. Totally, it was fetch. It was totally, totally fetch. Totally fresh. And, you know, what all of these movies are sort of teaching me is that Hallmark's qualification for a fall movie is oh, that it's, it's a fall movie. <laughs> is that it's just a movie that airs in fall time. Oh, man. I totally forgot this was a fall movie. We, yeah. This was not a fall movie. This was not a fall movie. Oh, no. It was a fall because she falls all the time. <laughs> this is why it's a fall movie. That's what Hallmark was doing. You think that's what that's think what they so. were going for? I think so. So I'm just starting to realize that fall harvest just means it's a movie that plays in the fall. And doesn't have snow. We might have some fall leaves every once in a while, but... I don't think we... No, this was the summer. They were at the lake. They were literally at the lake. No, I mean like in some of the other oh, yeah, ones. Yeah. But this movie, no fall. No. Raise a glass to love, no fall. Yeah, no. Yeah. So we've had two movies that have had fall in them. Yeah. And... Like when we say had fall, like they went fall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they went fall. Oh, and speaking of going fall, I really do need to apologize once again we had the director of Taking Reigns message us with a lot of great things to say about our recent episode. Claire Niederprum, uh, we love her. She's awesome. 
But she did inform me that apparently the scene where I said there was green screen, it wasn't green screen. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to take her at her word, you know. <laughs> you don't think <laughs> she knows? Maybe, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you know Claire, there... we love you and we appreciate your honesty. <laughs> Anytime Ham can be called out on his wrongdoings, you know. I mean, this is the second director that's called me out on green screen. It's something about the low depth of field, but it looked like there was a green shimmer to the shoulder. So I don't, maybe that's just the fall leaves, but sorry about that, Claire. Um, and sorry to everyone who believed me because apparently I was wrong yet again. I'm like 0 for 2, I think, on green screens right now. Yeah. Every episode, you know, our, our listeners are going to start thinking, maybe this guy really isn't a technical expert. <laughs> Not for green screen, apparently. Not for green screen. Um, so yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Really appreciate it. That was Love Strikes Twice because it does strike twice. Make sure to like and subscribe and rate us and do all the things because... Again, that, that really helps us out. Even if you don't like it, even if you're like, Ham, you don't even know what a green screen is, leave that rating. Let me know, you know? Uh, so thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it. Yes, thanks so much. We have two more movies left in the fall harvest. And it's Christmas. Uh, we'll see if any of those are fall related at all. <laughs> it and... doesn't look like it. <laughs> and then we start countdown to Christmas in a few weeks, which is insanity yeah i think i'm gonna have to basically take the month of no or the end of october november december off from my work just so we can do this yeah so uh just to let you know countdown to christmas is starting our season two we know you've been waiting for it we've got some we've got some surprises in store we've got some fun surprises coming for you can't wait to share all of that with you and yeah, thanks so much for always listening and supporting. We really appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks.